It's been another dominant season for UNC's women's lacrosse team. They just finished up last week 15-0 with an absolute trouncing of Duke to finish things off. Now they're looking ahead to the ACC tournament upcoming this weekend and another run to the Final Four in the NCAA tournament beyond that. Joining us today to talk about it all, Jamie Ortega. It's going to be phenomenal. Let's get right into it on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Welcome into Locked on Tar Heels. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, beat writer for Sports Illustrated's All Tar Heel website. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. For those of you watching, I want to thank you for making this your first watch today. Please remember, like, subscribe, ring that bell so you get notifications every time a new episode drops. Well, like I said, we got Jamie Ortega, the one of, if not the greatest women's lacrosse player in Carolina history. She's got the most points ever, so there's a strong argument for that. Had a great conversation about who she is, being from New York, and everything that's happened this season and in seasons past. Let's get right into it. Here's my interview with Jamie Ortega. I am joined now on Locked on Tar Heels by UNC women's lacrosse player and all-around baller, Jamie Ortega. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Really, really big honor. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, as you can already tell, if you've never heard Jamie talk before, Jamie is a certified through and through New Yorker. And so, Jamie, what what when living in North Carolina, what do you miss most about home? Um, honestly, it's really different. Home's very different from Chapel Hill. I think, you know, I definitely miss my home friends and my family and. You know, pretty much seeing everyone from high school in the same town, um, people a little bit meaner, a little bit more <laughs> honest up north. But, um, you know, just also miss the beaches, you know, everywhere I go, 20 minutes away from a beach, which is pretty unreal. I mean, here it's like two hour drive, not ideal, um, no. but the weather is better here. So love That's it awesome. here, but definitely miss home. Yeah, for sure. So what does the South have that New York doesn't? Um, you know, I grew up in Center H. It's not a town like Chapel Hill. I mean, the town itself is such just a draw in immediately on my recruiting visit. I was obsessed with it, you know, <laughs> restaurants everywhere, stores, you know, walking from, you know, I live in a house now. So walking from my house to on campus, you know, through Franklin Street, just the atmosphere in Chapel Hill is just unlike no other. It really feels really safe, really homey, you know, really comfortable. That's awesome. I love that. So uh, let's have some fun with the accents because New York, you know, is stereotypical for having these mm -hmm. very specific accents. And then in the Southern, I, I'm in the South, I'm from Atlanta and, you know, we mm -hmm. talk like molasses dripping out. <laughs> so I want to hear just your best stereotypical New York accent. Give me something. I mean, it really starts when anyone asks where I'm from, and I say I'm from Long Island. So anytime that happens, they're like, oh, wow, you really are. I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. I'll, I'll ask you and let you say it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jamie Ortega, where are you from? I'm from Center H, New York on Long Island. Yes, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Now, give Scott me your best. Some other New Yorkers' <laughs> accents. I think being down here in the South has changed it a bit. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's a perfect segue. Let me <laughs> let me get your best Southern drawl. Ask for some sweet tea or something <sighs> like that. Like, do y'all have some sweet tea? That's the best I got. I'm not great at it. Yes, no, that's when, awesome. When I committed to UNC, I always told my friends, I'm like, you're going to be so jealous. I'm going to come back with a Southern af- accent, which isn't the case at all. I mean, sometimes I'll say y'all, but like not, not that much. Yeah. Gosh, that's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to get people to be able to to know the Ortega family a little bit. So just take me inside inside your living room. What's something the Ortega family does that you just love that you think super cool? I mean, I have an older sister, so pictures of us everywhere, <laughs> all over the living room, which I do think is like every other normal living room in a family's house. But um, I think, you know, having childhood um, pictures to both me and my sister's high school graduation pictures next to each other, I think it's kind of cool seeing us, you know, from like little kids to high school and her, she went to Notre Dame, so you see her graduation picture from Notre Dame and then you'll see mine from UNC which will be nice to see us both up there together that's right that's awesome that's so cool that you guys so uh, between the two of you what, what's the age gap and who wins if, if you're playing one-on-one uh, just facing off in the cross who's taking it home <laughs> so Nikki's two years older than me so we're both attackers so unfortunately it's not like she's a defender and I'm an attacker so you can really see but I'd probably say I'd I'd beat her. I usually have in the past. She's also been on the game for a while. That's so right. I, <laughs> I love that. I love it. Uh, so speaking of competitiveness, there's so many phenomenal athletics teams on Carolina's campus and so many phenomenal women's teams and athletes. I mean, going all the way back to, to the great soccer teams from Coach Dorrance with Mia Hamm and everybody. And right now when I look at it, you know, you got people like you and Aaron Matson just like – so if you and Aaron Matson have like a, a decathlon or some kind of like best athlete, who's taking home that trophy? Oh, God. I I want to say, honestly, maybe Aaron. I, I feel like she's just like a superior athlete. Um, I've never, I don't know how good her endurance is, um, <laughs> but I assume it's probably pretty good for uh, being as talented as she is. Man, that's awesome. So... Here's a question, like a lot of times people watch lacrosse and they think, oh man, it's so easy to, to be able to throw and catch the mm-hmm. ball. Listen, I've tried it before. It's so stinking hard. And I'm an athlete, like I played baseball in college. So what what don't people realize about this sport that you love so much? Yeah, I think it's definitely more skill and a little bit more physical than people think. Um, you know, like my family will always be like, oh, it's not that hard to score or it's pretty easy just dodge and shoot. I'm like, it's really not just, I mean, the level you play at, all the girls are the best in high school. It's not like, you know, some girls just pick up the sport just to have fun. Like, this is like a serious job. So, you know, I think it's definitely more of skill than it is just being an athlete. Um, I think it, people don't know how hard it takes and how much work you really have to put in to be good at lacrosse. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and speaking of lacrosse, I mean, 
Man, the there has been such sustained success for UNC women's lacrosse. Can you just talk to us a little bit about Coach Levy and what she brings to the table? Yeah, I mean, Jenny's just a great coach, a great person. I think that she really treats us as her daughters and treats us really as a family, and that culture really spreads throughout all the classes on the team. You know, I think that she really instills confidence in each other and for us to trust each other, and I think that's, you know, I feel like there's, like, this bond that she has with all of us that's really Hmm. unique, and, you know, she's not just her coach, you know, like, there's definitely, like, a friend relationship there that a lot of players have with her, which I think is really cool. And, you know, at the other day, she just really wants the best for us and loves to help us grow as a player and as a person. That's great. So in your answer there, Jamie, you talked about um, each class that comes through and, and the job that they have to do. Why is it that the the Carolina women's lacrosse team is so perennially incredible? Yeah, I think, you know, Jenny, Phil, Emily, they recruit girls that it's not just their talent you know they're not just looking for the best girl with the best Mm. stick work or best defensive footwork you know they look for girls who actually have the same personalities and values that we do so when they come into UNC you know that culture that we have it's very easy for them to fall into that because they already believe and act that way so I think you know like just having girls from each level come in already being similar to us and then just being open-minded as well that, you know, we're all friends here, we're all normal people, all want the best for each other, and we're a family. Oh, man, that's so cool. Love love to hear how teams come together and everything they can do. And and I want to mm-hmm. talk about more about the team, but I want to ask you to just brag on yourself for a minute. And I know that's difficult <laughs> to do because you want to honor your team, but you have done, Jamie, some insane things in your career. I'll just list off a couple. As of right now, you have a goal in 49 consecutive games, uh, at least three points in every game this season, at least one point in all but one of your co- collegiate games, including 78 straight. You're approaching the the most points and goals ever in NCAA history. What, like, as you think on this almost five-year career, by the time it's done, it will be five years, what, what accomplishment would you say you're most proud of individually? That's hard. Um, maybe just um, all-time points leader for UNC. You know, I think that's more like a personal thing and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to – past the players that I looked up to or have played with who are just, you know, really huge, significant players in UNC lacrosse history. I think that's really cool and a huge accomplishment for me. Absolutely it is. And and as I said, I don't want to neglect your teammates. We're going to talk more about that in just a minute. But one of the things that these individual accolades have done have allowed you to begin to capitalize on on the new name, image, and likeness legislation that the NCAA has allowed. It's been a long time coming so that you all could benefit Mm -hmm. off your name, image, and likeness. And what, what has that ability meant for you? I mean... It was about time that, you know, we were able to profit off of our name, image, and likeness. I think it's really great that it was passed this past summer. Um, you know, I was able to connect with Epic Lacrosse brand. Um, I was their first female athlete, which is really exciting. Nice. Um, we used their sticks here at Carolina, so that is nice that we already had a prior relationship with them. But I think it's really cool, you know, learning to 
profit off of yourself and all the hard work that you put in kind of paid off. And, you know, this is your reward for having these sponsorship deals and partnerships. And I think it's been really cool to learn how to brand yourself and, you know, market yourself and see how you want to make a name, a name for yourself. And then, you know, have a company that's really interested and believes in you to help you kind of create yeah. your own brand. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know another one of those for you is College Ball, which has this NFT mm -hmm. drop coming out uh, in just a couple days here on April 27th. And I know you and some of the men's lacrosse players are all involved with that. And so um, what are some of the things you guys are doing surrounding that NFT drop? Yeah, I think just promoting it as much as possible on all our social media accounts, you know, putting it out there, you know, we um, are in a big group chat. So we talk all the time. Uh, especially with Jeff Martin. He's kind of the head of it all. He's been great, um, a really good guidance, a leader. Um, but yeah, I think just promoting it as much as possible, you know, telling people, you know, there's this really great platform that you can buy NFTs, kind of interact with, you know, me and the other lacrosse players, which I think is really cool. And just, you know, making it known, you know, this is a great opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, this is something I think would be incredible for folks to check out, to be able, as you said, to mm -hmm. interact with you, some of the other players, and also ultimately the finances of it are a big way yeah. to help you as student athletes. What does that mean to you? I mean, that's huge. I mean, I think it's always cool making money in, in a way, kind of <laughs> seeing how you can buy just your name, you know, like being a Carolina athlete kind of, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the finances end up being. That's so cool. I love it. I'm so grateful for groups like that. Like I know there are, there are people out there trying to just benefit off of you and use you, but I love to hear of groups that really want the best for you guys as student athletes. Mm -hmm. That's great. And want to hear more companies working towards that end. So thank you to College Ball and others that are doing that. That's great. Yeah, We're going to talk absolutely. more about this current season. In fact, what fueled this current season was some of the things that happened at the end of last year for Jamie mm -hmm. and her teammates in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bars are a great candy bar replacement option covered in 100% real chocolate. Some of the great flavors include mint brownie, mint puffs, and I just saw recently they have blueberry muffin flavor on sale, and I love that. These are all delicious, and Built is coming out with new flavors all the time. And at Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They're going to make it taste really good first, and then come back and figure out how to make it healthy later. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So, go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and you're going to love what you see. High protein, low calories. High fiber, low carb. Let me give you some of the specific numbers. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, and you know which one you need to choose. So, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Man, big, big news. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick -pick analysis from our local team experts and gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and trade in real time. 
It all starts tomorrow, April 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. It's available on the Locked On NFL's YouTube page and in the Odyssey app. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Again, we are here on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels talking with women's lacrosse player and all-time points leader in Carolina history, Jamie Ortega. Jamie, it's so good to be chatting with you. And, and before we get to talking about this year, forgive me, we're going to dig into the pain of going back to last year a little bit. I mean, you guys, what a season. You had an undefeated run. And then as we got into the NCAA tournament, there, there were a couple games, starting with the Elite Eight against Stony Brook. You guys got behind, had an insane comeback, um, where just battling back and forth. And then ultimately, uh, you guys scored five in a row down the stretch. You scored or assisted, I think, on three of those five um, to help ultimately have what was a pretty comfortable win. Take me just inside the mindset of that comeback. Yeah, that was a hard game. Um... Sternberg was a great team. They really fought really hard and gave us great competition. And, you know, I think it stems from, you know, when we practice and scrimmage and, you know, you're down two goals with two minutes left, you know, I think it's kind of like muscle memory, just knowing how to come back from a deficit. And as much as it's great to be in the lead um, most games, it's also good to be under and see, you know, how you kind of come from under the pressure, you know, who's really going to – you know, kind of put their foot in the door and really fight for the team and kind of, you know, lead the way. So I think that was, you know, it's definitely like a learning opportunity, like most games are. And I think it really showed how much determination we had and how much talent we had and how much heart we had for that game and really just wanting to win and go back to the Final Four. Yeah, which you did. Came back, won that game 14-11, and then go back to the Final Four, playing Boston College, who you had beaten earlier in the season, and just got down in this 11-6 hole. Another furious comeback, but this one, I feel, I don't even want to say you lost. I feel like it's just the clock ran out, because the, the momentum mm -hmm. that, that the yeah. team had going into it. And so, just take me through the, the last 10 minutes or so of that game. Yeah, I think, you know, no one wants to be down that many goals in a final four game but you know I think we a uh, thing we do good which probably could have done better on in that game was just taking a possession on the time you know you can't really think about the score or how many goals you need to get in x amount of minutes it's more of just being in the moment you know whatever possession you have next just make the best out of it and really mm. capitalize on those opportunities yeah and so, uh, unfortunately, that loss did end last season. And mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, even before that, you had already said, yeah, listen, I'm coming back. I'm using this COVID eligibility, and I'm going to play again in, in 2022. And so um, what, what makes you already make that decision? What makes you want to come back for a fifth go-round? I mean, I think it was pretty much determined when junior year season ended and, you know, you're with your team, everyone's crying, <laughs> you know, like just – terrible terrible time and instantly I just like thought I was like I'm not 
you know, I'm going to have another two years. Like, I just couldn't imagine just leaving after next year. And you didn't even know what next year was going to be after, you know, that COVID junior year. So, and it wasn't, it was normal-ish, but not, you know, not like how life has usually been. So last year was tough. And I think just what got me through a lot of it was just knowing, you know, I have another year. And even after our loss against BC, you know, I'm still like, we have one more year. Like, that's it. So... I think that really got me through a lot of last season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here we are in 2022 Mm -hmm. and you guys are doing it all over again. That was Mm -hmm. your only loss last year. You haven't lost (laughs) since. Uh, I mean, when, when you look at this year's schedule, I was looking at this again today, just cause it's so ridiculous. 15 and 0 listen, folks, listen to what these ladies have done. You ready? They have beaten the teams currently ranked number two Northwestern. That was 20 to nine, by the way, number three, Boston college on the road. Number four, Syracuse on the road. Number six, Florida on the road. Number 10, Duke, last week. That was a blowout. So five of your 15 wins have been against the current top 10, not to mention number 12, James Madison, number 20, Jacksonville. I mean, you guys are just obliterating the best competition in the country. How is this happening? I mean, I think half of it is just, you know, the team and the trust that we have in each other and all the hard work we've done. And then the other half is just, you know, that anger from last year kind of fuels you in a lot of moments where you're like, you get kind of flashbacks and really just motivates you to kind of, you know, there's no stopping, you know, like the game has no memory. So every game you play, everyone wants to beat you. And just having that mindset of you're not going to back down, you're not going to, you know, play to maybe some team's levels that are as high as ours or you know, get intimidated by teams that are higher than us or always give us a good run. So I think just those mindsets of, you know, just knowing that you're not going to back down and just, I mean, also just having fun. And this year has been great. And, you know, every game I'm like, this is my last game at so-and-so, you know, this is Duke was my last regular season game, you know, like I think that hits home a lot, just a lot of laughs for me this year. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. All the feels with all mm-hmm. of that. So like you talked about remembering uh, last year and the motivation from that. How how often does that come up for you, like in the midst of a game? Like you're maybe down a goal or two and it's like, no, nah, we ain't doing this. How, how often does that pop up for you? Um, Like pretty often. I mean, I think it popped up a bunch when we played Boston, obviously. And I think even when we played Syracuse, um, I guess, I don't know, it's not as much as, like, the memory of the game, but just, like, that, just, I don't know, like, disappointment, mm. um, I think, just comes in some games, just, like, knowing that you have to be present in the game the full 60 minutes, you know, like, you can't, there's no time to be tired, there's no time to take a rep off. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I, I, I love that. Um, you, you talked about Duke in your last regular season game. I mean, goodness gracious, 18 to four to close out the regular season. What what was that experience like for you? I mean, it was great. I mean, it was our senior game. It was a night game. We all love playing Duke. I mean, it's always a fun game to play against them, especially on our home field. <laughs> it was so fun. I mean, it was really a fun time. I think our team has been waiting. I mean, they beat BC, so, you know, it was very hyped and you don't know how really good a team is until you play them. So I think everyone just was having fun playing. You know, it was a great night. Our family's here. Just 
everything was falling in place for us and everyone was clicking, meshing on the same page, which has been, you know, you work on that, just being on the same page offensively, defensively, and it was finally implemented in the game against Duke. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you look at some of these team numbers, I mean, we're talking 41 consecutive regular season victories, 30 consecutive wins at home, uh, back-to-back undefeated regular season. I mean, honestly, undefeated season in the COVID year as well. So three straight when we're talking. I mean, what what makes this year's team 2022 so special? Um, I think it is because it's my last year. You know, it's hmm. my loss of a lot and you know, thankfully, a lot of fifth years and six years came back. So it kind of feels like, you know, home still and with the same girls that I came in here with. So I think, you know, there's no, oh, we'll get them next year type of thing. It's, you know, now or never. Yeah. D- does that mentality free you or does it make you more tense? That that idea of this is it? Uh, I think both. I mean, I think kind of having nothing to lose mentality, you know, we do, even if we're ranked one or 10, we have nothing to lose. Um, I think just going out there and playing um, with all you have, but I think also it's kind of like, oh, wow, it's really my last year. Like (laughs) kind of kicks in sometimes. Yeah. As you look back on the regular season, what would you say is your highlight? Um, I mean, I think, Beating BC was definitely one of them. You know, you wait X amount of games or X amount of days since we played them last. (laughs) Um, And have a better, bittersweet feeling in your mouth when, you know, you're going to play them. And, you know, you finally beat them on their home field. You know, their alumni weekend, like every emotion could just kind of came out in that game. And, you know, I, I think there's things that we can clean up on. It wasn't even our best game and we still won, which I think was pretty good way to look at things but yeah. I think that game was definitely really big um for us and yeah. kind of seeing how far we can push ourselves and play against really good teams yeah that's incredible and so all, all the fruit of the labor of this incredible regular season is that throughout the throughout the year I think there were up to seven of you and your teammates on, on the watch list for the Tawarden mm-hmm. Award, and then on the final list, there are four of you: yourself, Allie, Taylor, and Emma. Tell what can you say about those three other ladies and the season they've had? I mean, they're just so talented. They shock me every day in practice and in games. <laughs> they're just they just work so hard, you know, and they put in the work. You know, they're great teammates. You know, they lead. You know, we're all in different positions, so. You know, Allie leads the middies. Emma is the leader for the defense. And Taylor is kind of that rock for us. So I think, I don't know, they're just really good people to have in your life. And, I mean, I love playing against them, even though sometimes you can't beat them because they're so good. But um, I think they're just great teammates. And, I, you know, I live with them. So it's been great to have this final year with all of them and kind of cherish our last memories together. Well, and these uh, final memories, it's not done. The regular season's over, but boy, we got some big lacrosse ahead of us still, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's nearly impossible for your local auto parts store to carry everything you need. Why go through all those questions that you know you don't know the answers to when a salesman's try to ask you what you need? I don't know what kind of trim my pilot is. 
So what can I do? I could just go look it up myself on rockauto.com instead of waiting for the salesman to find the parts that I actually need. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That consistency and dependability is something you can believe in. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and their inventory is stocked with everything you need. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We are back here on Locked on Tar Heels with Jamie Ortega, attacker for North Carolina women's lacrosse team. And after a perfect 15-0 regular season, we are now moving into the ACC tournament and all the postseason activity. And so uh, in transparency, we're recording this on Monday afternoon. On Wednesday, Jamie and her teammates are leaving for the ACC tournament. Uh, just brief rundown of that schedule before we get back into talking about the ACC tournament. All the games are going to be on the ACC network, so make sure you tune in there. First up for the Tar Heels on Friday, they will either play Pitt or Louisville at uh, on ACC network, and so we're going to be looking forward to that. So, Jamie, as you guys move into the ACC tournament, and I, I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but what are you looking forward to in this last ACC tournament? Hopefully just winning another championship game. I mean, <laughs> we thrive in the ACCs, I think. Um, it's always just so fun. I think the ACC is a great conference. It's so hard. You know, it's probably the hardest conference there is. So, you know, it's just another game to get better and kind of learn where we're at as a team and what we can improve on. Nice. So so we'll have the quarterfinals Friday, semifinals Sunday, and then the championship would be the next Saturday. Is it is it hard to have the championship game separated so far, or would you rather it just be real close with the others? Um, I mean, we never had it like this before. I did always kind of like just playing, you know, three games in the week and kind of ending it there because the momentum and, you know, you're really in the moment. But I'm sure my body will be thanking me to have a week. <laughs> it's usually tough to play three games and then, you know, physical games. So it's it's yeah, a absolutely. lot. But I, think, I think it'll be cool. It's definitely a good change up. But, you know, if we do end up making it to the championship game and, you know, we'll still be the highest seed. We could be in Chapel Hill, which I think would be great. We had ACCs last year, and it was amazing right in our backyard. So hopefully we'll be back there next in two Saturdays. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And if the ladies are there, please, Tar Heel family, make sure you go and support them and just go absolutely bonkers. Help bring them home. I know, uh, well, and I shouldn't say I know. Jamie, what does it mean to you guys on the field when you have that level of engagement from the fans? I love it. I mean, I think it's great. We've never honestly had this many fans before. We have a student section now. A band came once to a Northwestern game. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. You know, I think lacrosse is a really cool sport to watch. And I think more people are picking up on that. And, you know, it's great weather. I mean, today was like 84. So sit in the stands, get a nice tan, watch a game. Yes. Root for your team. Can't really complain. <laughs> there you go. So finish this sentence for me. Carolina wins the ACC championship if blank. Hmm. If we all play together as one. Simple. Yeah. I mean, it, 
Doesn't take much more than that. You just got to yeah, keep no, doing what some... you've been doing all season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and again, we don't want to forecast too far past the ACC tournament, but we do know the NCAA tournament is ahead, and that's the ultimate goal. I mean, mm-hmm. as as we look back at your career, if I remember correctly, you've made it to the Final Four three times, probably would have that COVID year if it hadn't been shortened. And mm-hmm. so uh, as we look ahead to that, um, what what do you learn from last year senior year round one and and how do you utilize that to help put it all together this time around I think it's just learning about you know like how to play in a big game like that and how mentally not mm. as much physically but mentally just being dialed the whole game and I think that's something that I've tried working on I know my teammates have but you know just being there in the moment the full 60 minutes and every possession you have you know like really be engaged and you know, hopefully we go back to the final four in the championship game. But, you know, you learn it takes a special team to win the semifinals and then even win the championship game. And I think mentally, if, you know, we're really at a different level and not where we were last year, I think, you know, hopefully the end result will be different. Absolutely. And as you said, Jamie, I mean, it just takes sometimes just sheer luck and, and other things to make it that far in a, in a one game scenario where anybody could win. Uh, mm-hmm. It just takes a lot falling your way. And so I know it's it's probably not fair to say championship or bust. But when you when you look back at this season, this summer or a couple years from now, how would you define success for the 2022 Tar Heels? Um. I mean, it's always nice to win a championship, but I think just knowing that every game that we played, we did our best, you know, like Mm. we actually, we didn't choke, you know, like we actually played our best games and really put everything that we had. And, and if we do that and still lose, you know, we know that we did like our best and we really tried and, you know, really worked hard. Absolutely. And and that's ultimately all you can ask for as an athlete. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a parent and I'm trying to instill in my kids, like, sometimes you're going to lose in life. I just want you to do your best and work as hard as possible. Mm So I I would just, as a parent, say thank you to you for that example. I think that's incredible. So, uh, you know, looking even a little bit further ahead, you finish this season and then May comes and, and everything's done. What's next for Jamie Ortega? So hopefully the pro league, um, I know, I think it starts like mid July. So hopefully another round of lacrosse and then just being on Long Island. I mean, being home, you know, I've been at Chapel Hill for five years. I think it's good <laughs> to go back home and, you know, really be with, you know, my friends, my family, just enjoy, you know, I think it'll be a different, very different shift, but <laughs> I'm excited to go back home for a little bit and, you know, just relax after five years of D1 lacrosse. <laughs> Putting your body through a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. Man, it will be well-deserved regardless of the outcome of what happens this season. Man, cannot wait to watch you and your teammates. Just Thank you. bring it. Bring it over these next couple <laughs> we weeks. Will, it's going to be a lot. Yes. So, uh, Jamie, before I let you go, tell everyone uh, where they can find you, what you would like them to check out. Um, find me on Instagram, just Jamie Ortega, Twitter, Jamie underscore Ortega. Um, don't really have TikTok, so probably not on that, but I think Twitter and Instagram are best ways to find me. 
Love it. So make sure you check Jamie out there. As we talked about, would love for you to check out this NFT drop coming out from College Ball here in the next day or two. Really help these student athletes continue uh, to be able to benefit off their name, image, and likeness and do those things. Jamie Ortega, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck. Go do work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Huge shout out, huge thanks to Jamie Ortega for jumping on with us, talking about the season, talking about what's upcoming. Can't wait to see how the ACC tournament goes this upcoming weekend. As you're listening or as you're watching, uh, on Wednesday, the ladies are on the way right now, so, so think about them as they travel. Would love to encourage you, wherever you listen to podcasts, please go subscribe to the show right now. Don't wait another second. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Boom. I love it. Thanks for doing it. Coming up tomorrow, the next edition uh, of me and John Garcia Jr., our college football recruiting insider talking all sorts of Sam Howell content. Why? Well, because the draft starts tomorrow, and I want to talk with John about the, the recruiting impacts of having such a high-profile player and what that can do for a team. Can't wait to share that with you. Hey, thanks again so much for making Locked On Tar Heels your first listen today. And now let me encourage you, in fact, to make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available anywhere you get podcasts. Hey, thanks so much for spending part of your Wednesday talking with me, listening to Jamie and all her great stories and insight about Carolina women's lacrosse. I just want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!